Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. to not just a sports report today i'm going to be jumping into episode 14 of my survivor australia catch up so yeah a little bit behind but i'm keen to catch up before the finale which is fast approaching i've managed to not have any spoilers that's been the main goal uh so yeah now it is time to catch up on episode 14 now in episode 13 we saw khan win sixty thousand dollars in the reward challenge we saw everyone merge together as well but honestly it's a five hundred thousand dollar prize so not a million for survivor australia and they have to do probably double the uh work or they definitely have to do double the work in terms of the physical challenges and the actual length of how long they're out there for so that in itself i've really enjoyed survivor australia because Look, I've loved the US Survivor as well, but the 26 days, I'm like, I just, I really, really hope it goes back to a bit of a longer form setting. I know that COVID disrupted it. So look, I'm just happy to have Survivor US back on air, but like, yeah, I love that Australian Survivor goes for longer. I'm like, all right, the physical challenges are harder as well. So to win this Survivor is equally as impressive if not more i know that survivor us is like the pinnacle of survivor but definitely like the winner of this season blood vs water is going to have to have earned it the amount of like emotional bonds that have been made throughout the game and the amount of existing bonds because of the blood vs water concept has made it a great great season now i am a bit worried about the strong six picking everyone off but there have been communication issues right from the get-go of the merge as soon as Mark and Sam have gotten together. They're playing very opposite games, and it's most definitely clashing. So last time out, we saw Khan win that $60,000. The grand prize for the sole survivor is 500000 and we saw Khan get voted out. It wasn't Sam's plan, but Mark and the strong five, or the rest of the four of them, uh, in that all-male alliance, they all voted for Khan. So he was sent packing, but 60 grand, very good result for Khan on the way out. And I think the tribe will definitely be missing his cooking expertise around camp, uh, but they've let him go on for long enough. He was one of the major threats to win the game. Now the major threats are in that strong five-male alliance Look, everyone sees Josh and perceives Josh as the leader. I kind of saw Mark as someone who was calling a lot of the shots, but maybe that is just like, maybe one, the edit, and two, like, he's been more vocal. Well, maybe Josh has purposely been a little bit more low-key in driving everything. So I'm really interested to see how this goes going forward. I'm hoping that it's not just going to be the strong five plus Sam uh, picking everyone off. But even if that is the case, it should still be very interesting because I like that Mark and Sam, even though they've had like differences and um, yeah, debates, 
I still think ultimately, like, it's good that they're playing their own individual game as well. And it's a great aspect of the blood versus water concept. We still have four pairs left in the game. So gameplay-wise, it's very interesting. The advantage is definitely in the pairs, specifically uh, the six, not including Mel and Michelle. So there's a lot of power at the moment with them. It's going to be interesting to see who makes the first move. Uh, in terms of any blind sides there. But at the moment, it looks like they're just going to pick everyone off one by one. So Khan voted out last. He is the first member of the jury. Now, this episode, episode number 14, we open just after the last tribal. And it's Mark and Sam trying to work on things, trying to communicate, uh, which I think is definitely good. It's healthy. Uh, even if they're not on the same page and like the vibes aren't exactly like good, it's uh, like this would be such a testing thing. You'd have to kind of be like going out there. I think a million dollars would maybe drive it to that next level, like $500,000. You can kind of handle it, but they're both competitive. They've both been on Survivor before. Uh, so it's really, really interesting as far as like how they're communicating. I think it's really healthy to be able to say excuse me, uh, it's very healthy to be able to talk about those things and, yeah, try and work out a plan going forward because obviously they want to work together. The intention is to work together, but Mark's gameplay has leaned towards that all-male alliance the entire way through, whilst Sam, she's been really close with Jesse and she was also really close with Khan. Khan is now out of the game. Jesse is in that strong alliance, so... Yeah, I'm very intrigued going forward. This should be a fun episode. Now, Shay is once again a huge target, no doubt. For the last number of episodes, people have been trying to get rid of her. They managed to get rid of Ben, her partner, just before the merge. So now she doesn't have Ben, which would have been a major help for her game. But now she gets to play an individual game, but no doubt Shay is going to be in people's sights. Sam was pushing really hard to get rid of her instead of Khan last episode. So I think if Sam has her way and if Mark, like it's going to be interesting if Mark disagrees and goes in a different direction, what happens going forward. But Shay is a huge challenge threat as well. So she's going to be right in the mix to win in the challenge. But yeah, I do have major concerns about the longevity of Shay's game just because the numbers are stacked so heavily against her. But if she goes on to make it to the end, then Shay is one of the major threats to win this game. Now, to start the episode, we actually see Geordie confronting Josh, and he has a Mark blindside in his sights. So very interesting that Mark has really gone all in, all chips on the table with this all-male alliance. And now Geordie, who, they're sneaky, but I really like that, like, it's like, I don't want the strong numbers to just pick people off one by one, even though that is what makes sense. I think out of the strong group, Jesse and Geordie absolutely strike me as the two who are going to try and make the big move, but it could come back to bite them. But being in pairs really helps, especially now because of the jury situation. It's like the singles are going to come into play big time, like Khan, because he's not going to have anyone up there who is his loved one, like his sister's already gone. So it's going to be really intriguing. I think 
all of the pairs stand a massive chance because they're going to have at least one person on the jury if they make it to the end. And another thing, though, like you probably want to put your loved one on the jury to vote for you. I think that is something that will come into play toward the end. Uh, and wow, yeah, that only just occurred to me. Sorry for being a bit slow on that one. But Geordie having a Mark blindside in his sights. Now, Mark realistically should have kept Khan around. Khan, I know he seems like the perception is that he could turn his back on you and really bite you uh, and like burn you toward the end by blindsiding you. But I actually, I don't know, the vibe I got from Khan from my television is that he's gone so all in with the people he trusts that, I don't know, I think until it came time, like I think, I don't know, I don't know, like definitely he was one of the biggest threats in the game, if not the biggest threat in the game. But if Geordie and Josh and the rest of that crew decide to turn their back on Mark, then Khan would have been much more likely of a number to work with him. Sorry, someone fucking text me. Go away. Uh, but Mark could have worked with Khan, whereas Shay, I don't think, is going to be as inclined to help him out, just given that he has targeted her in the past. And maybe she'll try link up with the numbers uh, if the rest of the four turn against Mark. So he really could have used Khan going forward. And I'm really, I know I've said intrigued a few times, but very intrigued what's going to happen with this strong five male alliance plus Sam. But thank you, Geordie, for trying to make a play, flipping the game a bit, because I know it's a safe thing to do to keep the numbers together. And look, Josh has made a really good point. He made it in the tribal council that's upcoming, but I'll just say it now. He talked about when Sandra, the queen of Survivor, was telling them like, if you guys don't like band together, the weak are going to pick you off one by one. So they have banded together and it has worked really well for them. So it makes sense. But for the viewers, for the fans, there is this, at the same time, the best survivor is when it is fluid and things like that. And it's still like that to a degree. But thank you, Geordie, for making at least some kind of play to really spice things up. Now, we hit the immunity challenge. There's a very difficult puzzle in this one. Uh, they're like filling up a bucket of water with holes in it, and they have to make sure the bucket stays up because if it comes down, it just the weight, it fucks their puzzle. And just watching it, there are some challenges where I'm like, like I'd love to go and survive it, and there are some challenges where I'm just like, oh, man, this one would test me. I may even like shit the bed so hard that... Um, yeah, that's like the narrative of the challenge. But yeah, it would just, ah, oh, I don't know. Those ones with like the balance or the puzzles where if it gets knocked down, you have to start again. That's a real mental test. So I would have to definitely work on that because oh, it just looks so killer when people have like most of their blocks and then there's just one little thing and it all goes down and you've just got to start again. And that's a real big test of your mental resilience because it's like, how fast can you move on from what's just happened and all the work you've put in just to fail? How fast can you turn that around and just get right back to it? So this is going to be a great challenge. And as I said earlier, Shay is in big danger. So she really, really needs a win here. Now, as the challenge gets a bit deeper, it is between Shay, Mel and Josh. But Shay gets it done. So Shay 
ends up getting it done. She showed great composure throughout the challenge. And with all the heat on her, speak about mental resilience. Uh, I think that's a great showcase of mental resilience to be really on the chopping block and show up for the challenge, knowing that if you win this, that puts even more heat on you for people to go for you as soon as they can. And she showed up in a very, very frustrating challenge, a long challenge too. It looked quite a tough one. So Shay getting it done when she needs it the most. All of a sudden, we have a real dark horse to take out this entire season. But now there is going to be more heat on her than ever in the episodes going forward. So as we get back from the challenge, Shay is not an option, safe from the vote tonight. What a clutch performance. Now, one thing I'm looking at as everyone's trying to work out who they are voting for at Tribal Council, I'm trying to work out who everyone's targets are. So Sam, off the bat, she's the first one throwing a name out there. Uh, And look, she mentioned Josh. She feels as though Josh is the ringleader. He has a lot of power within the game. And Sam is trying to get some people on board to vote for Josh. But Mark's not having it. And look, this is interesting because Mark has been nothing but loyal. And I think one major part of his game, which I respect, is that he has stayed really true to the guys he's working with. He hasn't budged or flipped or kind of even gone backwards. He's been full 100% with them the whole way, even like at times going against his wife and getting himself in the shit for his alliance and to prove this trust. So I think that's a really good play from Mark because if he can somehow orchestrate it, like if Sam's, you know, voting them out and other people are voting them out, but Mark stays true to them, if he can get them all on the jury, man, like that gives him a major shot at winning the game because he can say to four of those boys, like, I was with you all the way. I didn't budge. And like Sam, mate, she's already, you know, blindsided Sophie and done a couple of cheeky things. Like Sam, no doubt, uh, I think, is ready to do some real cheeky plays. She's not going to be blindsiding, I don't think, someone like Jesse, her closest ally in the game outside of Mark. But definitely I can see her going for the other guys in that alliance. And Sam is someone who can definitely shake it up. So going forward as we get closer and closer to the final, I don't know if it's a final two or three, but as we get closer, I mean, this... This is going to be one hell of a season. Now, Josh, his target, he is thinking Geordie. Now, Geordie mentioned Mark in the start of the episode. And look, I respect again here Josh having that kind of trust with Mark where he knows Mark probably wouldn't do this to him. At least he definitely wouldn't do it at this stage in the game. Like Sam was mentioning it and Mark didn't seem keen. But Josh didn't like how Geordie, who is a sneaky player, he does... He's the most likely out of all of them to pull a real sneaky blind side. So, look, I think Josh is onto something here. He's thinking maybe Geordie, and I think that is a great call. But as it went on a little bit longer, they updated their target, and they settled on the fact that they're going to split their votes. This is the strong five. They're going to split their votes on Michelle and Mal. So the two sisters, the only other pair in the game that have really any power, They're going to look to dismantle that. Josh feels as though they are the ones that are floating in the middle that could cause some real chaos. So 
very interesting. And Josh was upfront and honest about his intentions. I, I'm still struggling. Just that's only been early in the merge, so I'm tr struggling to work out which of the identical twins is which. Um, but Josh was upfront and honest with one of them face to face, just about his intentions that they were going to split the votes on him, uh, on them. Sorry, and that's a, an interesting play because now the sisters. If they can get the numbers and the votes are split on them, if they can get everyone else on board on one person like Josh, then they could have a play up their sleeve here. Now, Mel's plan is exactly that. She wants to gather the girls and take out Josh, who everyone is starting to perceive as the leader and the head honcho, although there isn't really a head honcho of the operation, but the perception is that it is Josh. So what Mel wants to do, she wants her sister... Chrissy, Shay, and KJ to all get on board and vote Josh. And look, Sam may very well be open to this as well. So some of the votes tonight, it looks like the option is going to be either Josh or one of the sisters, Mel or Michelle. Now, Sam seems to be the important swing vote here. If she decides to get on board with the girls and vote for Josh, then that could really shake up the game. But if she decides to stick with Mark and the numbers, then, yeah, the num they're just going to keep picking people off. So I really hope we see a big play soon. Is it going to be at this tribal? I am not sure. Now, Khan is the first jury member. He gets his big glow-up entrance, always a fun part of the jury. And look, the sisters, Mel and Michelle, they immediately are talking about how it's the wrong move to be targeting them. They aren't the threat. They don't perceive themselves as a threat the same way that Josh does. But the point that Josh makes about floating in the middle is spot on. That is what makes them a threat. Um, they, they seem like just lovely people. And like, yeah, I think they could go far in the game. Like people will be willing to work with them. They're not people who, uh, this is just what I see on television, but the two sisters don't seem like they would ever do anything to like piss you off, you know? And one of them, I, I think it was Mel, I need to double check that, uh, loves Survivor and the other sisters just, you know, coming along to really support that. So very wholesome. I'm all about when people who love Survivor get to play the game. Uh, it's funny that Chrissy is playing when she's just like, doesn't know what Survivor is and she's still here. She's still doing uh, pretty well for herself. Now, the sisters, they were doing a public push for everyone to vote for Josh. They make a statement. They're like, come on, everyone vote for Josh. This guy is running the show. So all of a sudden, Josh is feeling the hate. If the numbers get onto him and they've the boys split the vote, uh, then yeah, Josh could very well be gone here. Everyone out of the, outside of the strong six need to come together and vote, make a play. Because if they don't, they risk. And it will be their fault. It's not going to be the majority alliance's fault. It's going to be everyone on the outside's fault for not banding together. And they may very well just get picked off one by one. Now, it's time to vote. I am wondering whether Josh is in trouble. Now, we read the votes. Josh gets the first one. Geordie gets the second one. Now, I'm wondering, was the Geordie one Josh? Well, it looks like they were pretty clear on their intentions to split the vote. Pretty straightforward with that one. Now, Mel gets a vote, so it's one vote Josh, one vote Geordie, one vote Mel. Mel gets a second vote. Then her sister Michelle gets a vote. 
another vote for Michelle. So, yep, we did know that they were going to split the votes. Two votes so far for the sisters each. Uh, so that's four in total. We know they'll be getting a fifth from one of the guys in that alliance, but it's going to take a sixth to take one of them out. So this will be interesting to see if Josh or Geordie collect any votes. Now Mel gets the next two votes for her, so now it is four votes for Mel. She is gone for sure. In my opinion, it looks like the Josh and Geordie votes were from the two sisters, and it looks like everyone else may have gone... For the sisters, I really don't understand that. I Maybe people who are actually playing the game had a different idea of what's happening, but on the television screen, it is so clear that this strong, like, five or six is going to be running the game. Now, the only way that's going to change is if someone like Geordie or Jesse makes a play and they implode. But the more that these people on the bottom vote out other people on the bottom, like Mel or Michelle... Uh, that just makes them more vulnerable. Now, Michelle gets a two votes, so now it is four votes Michelle, four votes for Mel. The other two votes would have been from the sisters. Twelfth person voted out and second member of the jury is Mel. Now, Mel was the one who particularly loved Survivor, so upsetting to see her get voted out. She was a quality member of the cast, but as as it looks like it's been happening for a while, this big... Majority Alliance are just picking people off one by one. Mel has done well to avoid that. She's been in the firing line a few times, nearly got voted out when she had to compete with Ben in the epic fire-making challenge, which did add a lot to her resume. I think Josh was kind of spot on that the sisters were a major threat because they were floating in the middle. And once again, we see this Majority Alliance just pick someone from the bottom. So... I really don't understand why everyone on the bottom decided to team up and get rid of Mel. That just makes them more vulnerable. There's one less number for them to work with. And look, I'm going to make a statement here, and I'm open to change, but someone from this strong six is going to win. That's They've set, they've set themselves up that way, and the people they're competing against... Uh, look, with hindsight, I can say all this, these things, but... The people who are competing with them uh, have basically helped them get in a position where all they have to do is pick people off. Now, they deep down, like no one's going to want to be part of a season where they do that, so someone's going to have to make a move soon. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very intrigued. It is going to be exciting. I cannot wait to jump into the next episode, uh, but I do think someone from the strong six is going to win. So look, that is it for episode 14. Tomorrow I'm going to jump in to episode 15 in terms of recording it, but I'm going to watch it now because I'm very excited. I think this episode coming up, I really want to see a big play made, but I'm predicting that they will just pick someone from outside of the Alliance, maybe Shay, if they have an opportunity. But look, there is a lot that is going to go down before the vote in episode 15. I hope you have enjoyed my episode 14 recap. If you did, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at NotJustASportsReport and follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. You'll be able to see as soon as my episode 15 catch-up is out. And yeah, very pumped to get into that episode. So I'm going to wrap this one up and get straight into episode 15 now. Loving the Survivor. Great to have it on my screen. So I'm going to get into the episode 15 now. Until tomorrow, take care.